Welcome to Fat Mascara. Hello, I- everybody. I'm Jess. Oh, yeah, I'm Jen. Still Jen. Always Jen. So, listen, great episode today. It's kind of a monumental episode. Okay, I've got, you know, I'm a little emotional about it, but Tiff is leaving. This is her last day. We're going to talk to Tiff, but before that, Disney Beauty. Have you guys seen all this stuff? There's a lot of stuff for, for adult, adult ladies. women. I'm say. too sad to, I was like ready to jump in, but then I got like choked up because Tiff's leaving. It's just weird. I just can't, I'm so used to her here. I like it. She's like one of us. Well, she's going to get her own segment. We're going to talk to her. So after that, our guest, I think this is a winner. We're going out with a big one for you, Tiff. We have Belanda Addis here. She's the head of the Multicultural Beauty Lab at L'Oreal. She's also a color cosmetics um, expert. She's a chemist as well. We're going to talk about color formulation, her job, all sorts of good stuff. Let's get into it. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode of Fat Mascara is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest. Plus, it can help you develop coping skills that make your life easier. I will give you an example. If you've listened to this podcast for a while, you've probably heard me say it to Jess or to a guest, reframe. Well, I learned that technique from a therapist. Here's an example. Now that I'm a freelance writer and podcaster, I get lonely working from home and I feel like I'm never gonna get to collaborate on projects again. And that's the truth. Reframe, I get to choose which projects I work on. So I'm in control of what I work on. And if I want to collaborate more with others, I don't have to ask anyone's permission. I can just do it. See what I did there? That's reframing. If you've been thinking about starting therapy or are looking for someone to help you process things and give you coping skills, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash mascara today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash mascara again betterhelp.com slash mascara you'll know real when you get it it'll say ebay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it maybe it's a head-turning handbag a watch that says it all jewelry that makes you look like the gem sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly when it comes to style and luxury ebay gets it they're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts not just any experts specialized experts real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience so when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee shop with confidence Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. 
podcast. Did you ever go to Disney World growing up? Yes, yes. Did you? And how was it? I loved it. You were super into it. Oh my god, I still have my autograph book from the Character Cafe. The ca- oh, who was your favorite? Um, the Chip Chip and Dale because their bellies were really soft. Oh my god, that's the cutest answer. Like most people I, usually say, like a princess or like mini well, princesses. You have to remember when I went there, it was like the classic stable of princesses, like Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> The classics. Uh, oh yeah, you know, like Aurora, Cinderella. There was not even Beauty and the Beast yet. No, no Belle. So like, there wasn't really a, a princess franchise. I was really into like the animals. That's so funny because the princess franchise is like printing money for Disney mm-hmm. and with their all their beauty collaborations yeah, lately. Yeah. What's the latest one? You brought this to so, my attention. Yeah. <laughs> I was really genuinely excited about it. <laughs> um, Disney, Wait, really? Okay, go on. Yeah. Disney has a fragrance right now. It's collaborating with the indie beauty brand Define Me. And it's a range of fragrances um, inspired by the princesses. And the first one they're doing is Ariel. And you've got to see the packaging. I just have like a, an image of it. It's like her tail. Like it's a cylindrical bottle, but it's this beautiful aqua, like a jade aqua. And then the top is oh, a seashell. And it's like aquatic <laughs> notes. I was just thinking, thank Please God. Please send me a sample thanks <laughs> i was thinking thank god they had those princesses because i don't know how the chip and dale chipmunk belly fragrance Ooh, would work they can make snacks so i <laughs> i've seen so many of these another one that came out this year i mean they, they every year there's a couple disney collaborations yeah. but this one was um d- uh, the dose of colors did a mini mouse which That's, mini's mm-hmm. big too lately yeah. i saw sarah jessica parker like at some mini art exhibit this year yeah oh the, yeah there was one on the west side yeah mickey yeah so i was talking to a buyer at ulta and i was like What's the deal with Disney? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she had a really good point, which was uh, she doesn't think it's quite that it's a trend because I was like, why is Disney trendy? She's like, it's not Disney. She's like, it's nostalgia. She's like, mm-hmm. times are tough. People want to remember the innocence of childhood. Mm-hmm. They love throwing back. She said scrunchies are selling really well. People are selling caboodles. And Disney reminds everybody of when they were like, young and like carefree kind of totally yeah i think it's true but i also think i'm sorry i'm just putting it out there i think it's a little weird when adult women get obsessed with disney um i mean i'm not like a crazy disney person like but there now. are people that will go no to... yeah that's a little yeah i know sorry keep going no but like bippity boppity boo salons where like little kids can get like a, a character makeover that's fabulous last year they launched adult versions of that at four of the salons at disney world where you can go in and have like a custom character makeover like if you wanted to look like oh you'd be ariel because you're a redhead yeah, but I don't want to look and like a mermaid. And you could brush your hair with yeah. the fork. <laughs> it would be so cute. I if There is something. I don't know. I really relate to the nostalgia thing. I really do. It made sense when she said that. Oh, wait, let me call out her name, by the yeah. way, because she is also a Fat Mascara listener. Her name's Ashley Harp. Hey, Ashley. She's based in Chicago, and she's an Ulta buyer. Yeah. I, you know, the, the nostalgia thing is big. I mean, interesting times are tough. Yeah, they're, they're definitely tough. But I wonder if when kids, like who are kids now, when they grow up, like, are they going to be Jones in for like I don't know Avengers or whatever? What are kids emojis like, now? like emojis, emojis yeah. are so big. Yeah, I I think of Disney as like kind of just a classic. I know what she's saying with nostalgia, but it's like Disney's just it's never going to go out of style. It's I a mean, classic icon. That's why they keep remaking all the yeah. same movies over and over again. Right? Did you see the new Lion King? No, but I'm going to. Yeah, Girl, I'm going to have the real Lion King in two weeks. Oh, okay. I'm going on my honeymoon to a safari. <laughs> after. By the way, we're going to have a week off at the very end of the summer. We'll let you know before it happens. But that's because I'm going on honeymoon. All right. Well, at that point, I might be seeing Lion King in the theater. It's probably just as good, right? Yeah. And you'll spray your Ariel perfume, <laughs> your, your Disney perfume, and think of me. Yeah. I know. I'm excited about all this Disney stuff. Yeah. It's sweet. Yeah. I want to smell that perfume, too. I find goodbyes very awkward, very strange. 
but um, I I figured I'm hiding in my shirt right now. It's like up around my yeah, nose. Yeah, no, I just I don't know. I find sad. them I find them uncomfortable and strange and sad. But I have to say I'm so happy that intern Tiff has been really like the third musketeer in our in our trio. Um, we were a duo, but I feel like you really like are the third musketeer. And you brought so much to this show in terms of research and contributions and just like a fresh pair of eyes. Like you're a little bit younger than I am, just like a little bit. But like, <laughs> like we could totally like have become friends. <laughs> cool. I, I meet fans all the time. They're like, put intern Tiff back on because they love yeah. that oh segment God. you did on like young millennials. And, yeah. and you quizzed me on like what millennials are into. And yeah. they, they loved it. They said that was great. So she's we, just great. So and we, we we wanted to bring you back on. Can we tell people to follow you, or is that creepy? Yeah, yeah what's your handle? At Tiffany Karishma. That's my middle name, FYI. So that's Tiffany K A R I S H M A on IG. And Truly you're in follow. FIT right now. Like, let's yeah, just like let people am, know guys. where you are. And when do you graduate? Two years. Okay. So I'm pretty like deep into it, but I still got some time left. Okay. Honestly, she's going to be, we're going to be working for her in 10 years is what we both say. <laughs> so we wanted, no, to, we, will. <laughs> we wanted to bring you on to do your, your own segment, final segment. And an internship is nothing if not a learning experience, correct? It really was. So you've been here a year. We met you at a listener party. We wanted mm-hmm. to hear, and we're ready for it, whether it's criticisms or whatever. We want to know everything you learned. Tell us what you learned while during this internship. Okay. If we did everything, I'd be here for like an hour, guys, and oh. we never get to the guest, which can't wait. She's awesome, but you have to wait for that. Um, <laughs> Take control, Tip. Set the agenda. So first of all, this isn't goodbye forever. I'm putting that down here. I'll be back. Yeah, I'll be back whenever it. you need me back. Um, yeah, so honestly, Jess and Jen both know how I feel already, but I'll tell you guys as the listeners, this was like an incredible experience, none like any other. Um, I'll share with you a little bit of what I learned, but the first, first of all, give it up Give them some credit. Like, give it up for Jess and Jen. Oh, my God. We did not tell her to do this. (laughs) Being on the mic isn't easy. And I sound so fluent now. And props to them for all the practice I've gotten. But as Jen mentioned just now, our first episode, our first segment together, that was episode 152, the Patrick (laughs) Tal one. If you haven't checked it out, do so now. Um, Yeah, it was. I was so nervous. And they were so comforting about it they were like you're gonna be fine you know it's just it it really is just like having a conversation and that's the other thing some people have asked me as the intern here or like just in general like how do the conversations go like is it a cut and paste type of thing Mm. it really is like a fluid conversation they're not cutting anything out it's completely unfiltered we're unscripted (laughs) yeah it's and it's incredible just like the way you hear them in your head whether you're on a train in the car, picture yourself in a small booth with like three remember, microphones. Remember that one doctor who thought it was so tiny in here and was like having oh, claustrophobia? Oh, it's not that bad, It's pretty comfortable. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's exactly that. Just picture yourself here with us. Well, just with Jess and Jen, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, what else so did give you it up learn? To them. Um, Any beauty tips you're going to take away or beauty industry knowledge? The biggest tip I can give, I think, everyone out there, and I'm taking for myself too, and this may seem like a duh intern tip, like that's totally no, but <laughs> duh, intern um, tip. I love it. always do your research. And you guys may not realize the amount of work and time and effort that Jen and Jess put into the topics that they bring to the table here. Again, we did not tell her. They're always, <laughs> they have so many different papers battling it out with what what they want to get in, what they want. But 
other than that, always do your research. And when, especially when it comes to skincare, like I know, especially with people in my generation, I'm in the Instagram era with, mm-hmm. where they believe everything anyone says or they think that they can adapt everything in, in someone's skincare routine to themselves. And that's not true. And a lot of that false information is out there. So just a reminder to always do your own research and know that the research that you're getting from Fat Mascara is completely thoroughly well-researched. And I'm sure you know that already. I mean, they're journalists by day, podcasters by <laughs> night. So why not? Oh, go on, Sarah. <laughs> But yeah, and okay, so just like a little bit but like, of how BTS. did we inspire you? <laughs> She's kidding. Oh, so much in every way. Literally, <laughs> if you took Jen and Jess's complete personalities, a little bit of each, combine them both, and that's the woman I want to be. Oh my oh god! My god. Are we need to, do we have to cut this because it looks like oh, it's like, like an elegant? We paid her <laughs> sway, sway like Jess, but want to be a, like a badass bitch like Jen. Oh, I want to mute that out. Oh my god, <laughs> no, we're not it. muting it. I it's love perfect. It. Any other, any other, any other last tips for our readers or things you learn? Readers, sorry, listeners that you want to share. You know, just keep listening. And I, I highly recommend, not because I, I've been the one doing it, but the blog has such resourceful information. <laughs> we like, appreciate it. Especially with me here listening, you know, I'll be in the interviews, but then I'll go home and I'll do the research, the additional research to put together the blog for the website. And like, I learned so much more that way. Mm-hmm. So I know, I know you don't have the time always, but when you do, you know, click on, you'll learn something, read some of the articles. She really put up stuff about telemedicine after the episode about te- about finding <laughs> yeah, a skin yeah. check from the derm. We really, we, oh God, we appreciate you. I Thank can't you. even list all of there, the there's ways. No, there's no way no, we I'm could so do this without you. Guys, you have no idea. Can we, I? Can I just add something? I think Tiff was awesome that she was bold. Like you know, we were at that um, St. Ives thing together, mm-hmm. and you know, it was like by ch- not by chance that you got there, but like you know, we like kind of picked names out of a hat, and then you got there and you introduced yourself, and you were like, hey, like you know. I'm Tiff. Like, I think there's uh, there's real power in being not like pushy, but being bold and just being like, this is what I want to do. And chances are that, that you know, there's a chance that someone will listen to you. So I love that you you stuck yourself out there. And that Thank really you. impressed me. Aww. Yeah, we love you. We'll miss you. You're welcome back anytime. That's for sure. Anytime. This is um, not goodbye. Not goodbye. <laughs> just goodbye for now. Thank you for everything, Tiff. Thank you. Thanks, Tiff. Hey everyone, it's Jen, and I have decided this is going to be the summer of uniform dressing. I'm going to have a few pieces on heavy rotation, and I'm telling you right now, they're all going to be linen, and they're all going to be from Quince. I don't know why I'm going so hard on linen right now, but it just feels right. And Quince specializes in timeless pieces made of premium fabric, and the best part is that all the Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. I am personally very into the 100% European linen pants. They're cropped and easy. There's even a cute pinstriped version. And when I wear them, I look like I just stepped off a yacht. Do I have a yacht? No. Do I know what yachters wear? No, but that's the vibe. The linen pants come in sizes extra small to 3X and they're less than $40. Okay, like 10 cents less, they're $39.90. But the quality is excellent and they wash really well. How does Quince do it? They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to us. Plus, Quince works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash fat mascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com, Q-U-I-N-C-E, quince.com slash fat mascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash fat mascara.
summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. Just kidding. It's really wedding season. But I just got an invitation to a wedding in Philadelphia, and guess what I'll be wearing? Honey love. I'm not sure about the rest of the outfit or the dress, but the shapewear is going to be honey love. Here's why. Honey Love has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating when you're wearing shapewear. Plus, they have lingerie-inspired design details that you'll want to show off, and all their fabrics are breathable to keep you nice and cool, which is perfect for hot days. Let me tell you a story. I remember being at a wedding, this was a few years ago, pre-Honey Love, and I wore a jumpsuit, and I wasn't sure if the bathroom door locked well, but I had to take off the entire jumpsuit and then roll down the shapewear to pee, and I was like holding onto the back of the door at the same time, completely naked in the bathroom, and it took so long, and I caused this whole backup of the bathroom line, and after that, I was like, never again. Until Honey Love came along. Honey Love's superpower shorts have a 100% cotton gusset, so you don't have to wear underwear underneath. And there's a convenient opening in the underwear area, so you don't have to take off the whole thing to go to the bathroom. It's so easy. Honey Love products make you look good and feel good, whether it's for a wedding, event, an everyday boost of confidence. Honey Love is the perfect plus one. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara for 20% off. The summer vibes are just getting started, so shape your life with Honey Love. Okay, everyone... I am one of those people who, when it comes to wellness, sorry, but it's got to fit into the pockets of my day. Five minutes here, seven minutes there, when I'm like in the kitchen and I'm microwaving something long, it's got to be convenient. And that is why Aloe Moves works for me. My mindset has changed. The app makes it easy for me to keep my wellness routine on track because they have everything in one place and bite-sized little bits. Yoga, Pilates, fitness classes, mindfulness, self-care tips, healthy recipes, so much more. From beginner to advanced, Aloe Moves has the flow or class that's going to fit into your schedule. Their classes range from five minutes to an hour, depending on what you're feeling that day. You know what feeling I'm feeling most days? I'm feeling 10 minutes. I've been doing that's good. Joanna Thompson's. Right? That's about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. 10 minutes. Joanna Thompson does these yoga lattes in 10. One day will be abs. One day will be arms. Today, Jess, is booty day. And we're just <laughs> going to get it done all in 10 minutes. If you're trying to get a good sweat, then you've got to try their award-winning workouts like the sweat-inducing yoga flows or the reformer Pilates workouts without weights. You can also find stress relief with meditations, affirmations, face yoga, gua sha, learn to do dry brushing. How many times have we talked about dry brushing on this podcast? Aloe Moves will teach you how to do it. Unlock your personal wellness routine with Aloe Moves. Go to alomoves.com now and use the code MASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial and enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. Hey, we're here with Belanda Addis, a chemist with a master's degree in cosmetic science who got her start working in a mascara lab, which we'll find out about. She's now the head of L'Oreal's Multicultural Beauty Lab and their face lab. So you work on face color, cosmetics, and all sorts of products. Welcome to Fat Mascara. Thank you for having me. We want to get our listeners to know you a little bit better before they hear about all like the, the cool, like worky stuff you do, like all like the, you know, your resume. <laughs> Let's just get to know you. Okay. All right? <laughs> what is the most embarrassing song on your playlist? 
embarrassing song on my playlist. Mm-hmm. So let's start off by saying I'm embarrassed that I don't have a playlist. <laughs> you, you that was a good, a good out. A good out. I, I really don't. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. You don't, do you have a most like, embarrassing favorite song? Something that like really gets you going? I do. Okay. I do. So um, the song came about um, when I used to, well, not when I used to because I still travel to Paris, but, uh, you know, the time difference, there's six hours ahead. So basically when you're waking up is actually the time you're falling asleep mm-hmm. in the U.S. Horrible. So getting up in the morning to go to work is super, super hard. So we had a, a song. It was called our, our Motivation Song in the car. <laughs> It is by Bare Naked Ladies called <laughs> If I Had a Million Dollars. Oh, I like that song. It's good. It's, yeah, it's mo- a great song. It, it was our motivation. It was like, okay, if I only had a million dollars. That's really good. So we need to dig a little bit deeper. Okay. I don't have a playlist. Okay. Yeah. Um, favorite ice cream flavor? Favorite ice cream flavor? I am a soft serve. So vanilla, soft serve. What's your topping? Sprinkles, rainbow sprinkles. Rainbow, thank you, thank you. And a sugar cone Mm -hmm. and drop it into a cup so I can crumble up (laughs) the sugar cones and kind of make it a sundae. This is very chemist of her. That's a chemist's answer right there. Okay, what's the job you thought you were going to have when you were a little kid? Little kid? I can't say when I was a little kid. Actually, I take it back. When I was a little kid, I wanted to be like my mom who did hair. So I wanted to be a hairstylist because my mother was a cosmetologist. So she went to beauty school. So that's what I wanted to do. But then as I got older, I became a little bit more tomboyish and then decided that I wanted to uh, do forensic pathology. Okay. And now she makes yeah. makeup. <laughs> and now I make makeup. <laughs> that was a left turn. Okay. It was. It was before um, CSI. So I feel you really feel good about that. <laughs> favorite movie? <laughs> the Fugitive. Oh, good one. I love that oh, movie. Oh, that's I a think great I can movie. recite word for word. It's sad. <laughs> and the forensics thing comes in there, uh-huh. too, right? Yeah. That was a good movie for investigative work. They don't make movies like that anymore. They don't. They really don't. <laughs> okay. And what's your happy place? My happy place, I have to say, are with my kids. As much as they drive me crazy, <laughs> it's with my kids. You, you have know? two, right? I have two. I have a three-year-old and a 13-year-old. My 13-year-old is adopted. Um, so growing up, I, I was told I had to grow up and have a child. So when I found that out, I adopted, not realizing that's not what they meant. They meant yeah. like I should have a child. Uh-uh, families <laughs> get made in all sorts of ways. Exactly. So, but then eventually I, I had my three-year-old, which was not planned, but <laughs> super happy to have her. But it's really my, I guess it's my happy place. As that's much as they answer. drive me crazy, I love the love they give. Mm. It's really unconditional love, so. It's great. That. That's really nice. All right. Now let's now let's now let's, let's make get it to business. Love you. Yeah, let's get to business. <laughs> so you have a big job. What exactly is it that you do? And how did you get into it? So what I do exactly <laughs> head of the multicultural lab and face lab. Um, I have I, I have a great job. I have to say if it's uh, if I had to pick and choose what I want to do, I can't see myself doing anything else. Um, I get a chance to really touch a lot of different people in different aspects, um, whether it's creating a formula or working with the chemists uh, for with their expertise to create products or with our, our support teams to create products. Um, it, it's just it's great all around. So I, I have a wonderful time um, exploring um, and understanding our consumers, uh, understanding what they want, what they don't want. And from there, we learn what we have to create. And the creation portion is really the fun part. You really get 
uh, into and say the nitty gritty of things. You get to understand the details, the not so many details. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, creating formulations is like a recipe. Um, you can have a little bit of this and a little bit of that, but at the end, it has to come together to make something really fantastic. So the way we see is that, you know, we're, we're chefs in our own right, uh, because we're really trying to find that synergistic effect that what makes one plus one, you know, really equal to in a, in the great way. So it's, it's fun. Uh, it's, do it's, you work, you work on a lot of L'Oreal brands. So that's L'Oreal Corporation. So can you just name some of the brand, uh, companies and brands people might know that you've made products for? Uh, yeah, that's the great part at L'Oreal. We're able to touch so many different brands and give our expertise to so many different areas in different ways. Uh, so we have Lancome, we have L'Oreal Paris, we have Maybelline, we have Urban Decay, we have Dermablend, NYX, um, like I said, it goes on. There's something <laughs> in your makeup bag Belanda worked on. I know that um, some of our listeners might be, you know, they heard us say like multicultural beauty lab and they think I've never heard of that. Or like, what does that actually mean versus just, you know, a, somebody who's working on color products at Brand X? Like what what is special about the multicultural beauty lab? Yeah, so historically, um, the consumers that we've all been focusing on was the primary consumer that we saw in the populations, which were people of fair skin tone, primarily Caucasians or Europeans. Now that we're growing into really a more diverse world, a more diverse culture, uh, we see that we have different skin tones and different ethnicities that are becoming more mainstream. And because of that, we saw the need to have more specific research to understand what they want and what they need. So multicultural beauty uh, simply means understanding really consumers of all different backgrounds and understanding how we as a corporation can provide products for them. I heard that part of your job, because every time I've tried to interview you or get you to come on this <laughs> podcast, is travel. I swear, the people that I was arranging this with, it was like, nope, she's in, you know, Ghana that week, then Paris this week, then Jamaica this week. I, I don't, those countries might be wrong. But why do you travel so much for your job? They tell me you're taking pictures of women. What are you doing? What so, are you doing, Belanda? <laughs> uh, it, it's part of understanding our consumers. Uh, again, L'Oreal is a global company. Uh, we have consumers in really every part of the world. So we really want to understand their needs. And so the traveling is to understand their skin, mm-hmm. understanding the colors that make up their skin, understanding what they want in a product, understanding what we can deliver to them. So it's building that knowledge so that when we go back into the laboratory, our scientists and our chemists can be able to create products specific to them and to that region. So are you going out in like in a country and ta- just talking to regular women like us and saying, what do you like? What don't you like? Or are you doing science work and like getting out labs and beakers and cameras and stuff? Both. Oh, OK. So what- <laughs> interestingly enough, both, you know, we have a portion where we're listening to them um, and we get fabulous, fabulous types of uh, information from them. But the one thing about people um, and people around the world, when they want something, they know what they want and they're ready to share it with you. Mm-hmm. So we get really passionate people who say, look, I want you to do X, Y, and Z. I make sure you have one, two, three. What's so, something that people, everybody seems to want these days? Everyone wants to look like themselves, but better. Mm-hmm. So no one wants to change. Well, so where does foundation fit in then? Foundation is exactly that. Foundation is just enhancing your natural beauty. I, I always say that everyone is beautiful in their own right. There's no one person who is really better than the other, internal or external. It's really your inner beauty that makes you more beautiful externally. So um, everyone just wants to see themselves 
and to see themselves, but maybe with a little bit of enhancement. So one thing about, more about foundation, I'm sure when you're out on the street and talking to everyone, they, they may have ideas about what kind of foundations they need or what's missing from the market. Why is it so hard to find a foundation that's a perfect match? Well, think about it in this way. We're all unique. Um, and we're always going to have challenges in finding what's perfect for us. I like to say your skin tone, and when we start to measure skin tone, we can start to say your skin tone um, numbers and the colors that make up your skin are very unique to yourself. How do you it's measure almost, skin tone? Sorry to interrupt, mm-hmm. but I was like, make sure you tell us that part too. That sounds <laughs> exciting. So measuring skin tone can be done in different ways. Um, basically, the idea is to capture uh, the image of your skin. And instead of taking, say, a picture, mm-hmm. it translates to numbers. So those numbers actually break down to give you the exact composition of the colors in your skin. So if I were to capture your skin today, I would be able to see how red you are, how yellow, how white, even if there is some some black in your skin, red, yellow, green. It's So we get to see a lot of different aspects. And from that information, we calculate what is, is your perfect shade. Mm-hmm. And back to Jess's question, why can't I find one that matches perfectly all the time? Because the uniqueness of your skin. So what we really like try to do. Sorry. Is it like you couldn't find like like everyone like she'd be unique. I'd be unique. Like there's so many kinds. There's as many foundations that there are people like that kind of thing. It could potentially be. But what we do is that we group them together. We create buckets for skin tone. So if you can see, there's, say, 40 shades. Within those 40 shades, what we do is we try to find the most populated areas and create shades based on that area. Mm -hmm. So although you're very unique in your, say, specific, specific color, Mm -hmm. we can create something that will match you. And then if you were similar in skin tone, match you as well. Okay. So, you know, what's been interesting, like as an editor, you know, both Jen and I have noticed, you know, L'Oreal, and I'm not just saying this to be nice because you're here, but like L'Oreal <laughs> has been doing, you know, really, you know, a, a wide spectrum of shades for a long time. I remember like True Match when I believe it Beyonce was the face. Yes. Like this was like a long time ago. I mean, this was yes. this was not a new concept to L'Oreal. And now, you know, when Je- Jen and I get new foundation launches, they're like, you know, we have 40, we have 41, we have 45, you know, like, and then someone comes out with 12 and they're absolutely torn apart on social media. Um, maybe they're a small brand. Maybe they are a brand that doesn't care. Who knows? What is your, like, takeaway on this? Because I, I find it fascinating. Yeah, it's kind of what I was saying before. Shades can be infinite. Um, if we look at, we actually have a brand, uh, Lancome, uh, who has a wonderful device. It's called Le Tant Particulier, where you can actually go in and have a customized shade for you. And it's really for those women who aren't able to, say, go to a mask store mm-hmm. or to go to even a luxe counter to identify their shade. So you go there. They do the same type of scanning and measurement that I was saying before, and it doses specifically your shade. So you have your exact shade. That's cool. So you can either go that route or try to go to a mass and kind of work in, say, I'll say our system where we kind of, like I say, bucket those shades for you. So it makes it a little bit easier. Um, in terms of the diversity or the range of shades today, you're right. It can go anywhere from, I've seen six, go up to a hundred. I mean, there's- Who has a hundred foundation there's, shades? There are brands around the world. Shades, yes, I've I've seen. <laughs> Do you think that there's like you know we're still not at we still haven't solved it yet, and there's still more buckets to be had, or do you feel like it? We're good. Like, what's your what's your take? I think we're at a very good place, and mm-hmm. we, you know, understanding how we 
provide our products to our consumers, how we sell our products. It's not so easy to say I can just put 100 shades in front of someone and make it easy for that consumer to find. Because right. there's also that aspect mm-hmm. as well. One of the biggest pain points for women is not only having a shade that matches them, but trying to find it. Yeah. So when you get in front of a range and you see... 60, 70, 80 shades, it's super challenging for a person who doesn't understand how to pick a foundation. Even I, as an expert, sometimes I sit and I look there, I have to stare at it for a minute to understand, okay, Mm -hmm. the difference between this one and this one and that one. The nuances can be so small. Remember, we were talking about how the differences of skin tone is just by number value. You can imagine when we start to create ranges, we are also dealing in that very small aspect that small those small different buckets so it's a challenge it's a challenge so it's either you try to make it as simple as possible some brands you know they go really small or you make it as complicated and kind of lose the consumer and then just from you know because since you're working like within you're not a makeup artist you're like working within a huge corporation where does stuff like shelf space come into mind is it like we got to pump the brakes because we're at 40 like what what's the practicality? Yeah, that and that's the whole thing. That's why it's impossible for us to put out a hundred, two hundred shades, or mm-hmm. you know, uh, to be like a lieutenant particular where you can have customized shades up to five thousand different matches. It's impossible. So because we have these restrictions and these constraints, we have to I figure out what is ideal. You know, if we're putting out forty, we have to make sure it's the best possible forty, mm-hmm. and that's why it's so important for us to make sure that we understand. Again, the consumer, the colors of her skin, and to make sure we marry it with the colorants that we use. Mm -hmm. And so when you're looking at these 40 shades, and I'm just a consumer here, why is it, as an expert, tell me, that in the bottle, even if it's a perfectly clear bottle, I'll be like, that really looks like my skin tone. At this point, I kind of know to go to like the yellowy olive, a little like light. And then you put it and you do a swatch on your cheek. Tell me if that's the wrong place to do it Mm -hmm. along my jawline. And it's, it's the like, right place. Oh, okay, good. So we got that right. And it looks nothing like it does in the bottle. What happens with chemistry between looking at it in the bottle and putting it on your face? So let me see if I can find an analogy. But basically what's happening is that you have to allow for your solvents to dry, to flash off. Because really what gives you the color is a powder. Mm-hmm. Right. And you have to put your powder in a medium. So think of salt and water. You kind of put salt in water, it dissolves. You don't see it. Mm-hmm. So you have to wait. If you want to see that salt come back, you have to let it flash dry, off, dry, mm-hmm. and then you have the crystals form over again. So it's kind mm-hmm. of the same way of a foundation. You have to wait for those solvents or the fluids to dry, and then you see the color. So it's a transition. And does that and can it change? So if I see the I'm seeing the pigment through the lens of these solvents and that's why it might look different in the bottle. So really, you can't judge unless you let it dry on your face. That is true. And but how quick that happens fairly quickly, right? Um, for the formulations that I'm accustomed with, I can't speak for you know, right, anything sure. outside, but we like to say about five minutes or so. Oh, wow. So you have to wait a little bit to when see what's going to match. When we're, we're doing real evaluations, we like to wait like five minutes. But as a consumer, the consumer doesn't have that time. So if you don't put a, a layer that's too thick, yeah. then you're possibly able to get away with, you know, less time than that. And I you see. can, as, as you start to develop and understand foundation and you apply more, you'll understand what a dry time is for you. And I hear a lot of women talk about this now that there's so many colors out there, which is such great news for a lot of women. They talk a lot about oxidation. And I hear this all the time online as a comment. And I was like, is that really what's happening? They say, oh, this color oxidized or it turned orange. Is that really what's going on? You know, she's shaking her head. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is it's that? It's an interesting term. I don't know where that term came about. Yeah, you know, right. It's a, You've heard it's it. It's an old 
term that's been used, but I'm not quite sure what it means. But it, it's really the evaporation. It's a thing that you explained. Exactly. So it's so not it's like not, free radicals forming the turn orange or whatever. No. <laughs> All right, people hear that? <laughs> well, it's, not, it's actually not that it's dramatic. It's really just yeah. the, eva- the evaporation and then allowing you explained for it, well. it to dry. But also keep in mind, um, formulations are very specific. So you have to have the correct colorants to make sure you don't have this huge shift of shade because color is natural. Color can continue to develop. It's uh, it's naturally derived, right? So what a lot of our formulations have are pigments that are specially designed so it doesn't transition. So when you put it on, the color you have from the point of your application, once it dries, mm-hmm. stays the same until the end of your mm-hmm. wear. So if you ever see, you put it on, it dries in like one hour, it looks one way. At the end of the day, it Mm -hmm. looks like something different. Maybe the formulation hasn't been designed in a way to make sure those pigments stay true. Um, But it really is based on the formulation and the type of pigments you use. It's very important. Polanda's like, if that happens, it wasn't one that I designed. (laughs) We have a, an amazing team of scientists around the world and uh, amazing formulators that know exactly how to create the best products. Um, okay, so moving on from foundation, because obviously you've worked on other products too, um, what's up with color payoff? So Jess and I often talk about we used to have these little, um, these huge kits with all these eyeshadows when we were little under the Christmas tree, and like you'd wipe your finger in it and it'd be like, where's the color? Where's the color? Like they lo- looked really pretty in the pan, but then yeah. no color. What's going on with that? Hard as a rock. It's It goes back to the formulation. It's all about putting in those right ingredients to make sure that the color, the payoff is there. And also the processing. Processing is very important for for powder products. Um, If you press it too hard, you get a hard cake. There's no pickup. If oh, so you not enough product got on my finger. Exactly. Oh. So it's like you're, you're pressing it super hard. Mm-hmm. If you don't press it too hard, you can have amazing pickup, but then it breaks. Oh, we Your know that. I have some colors that have right. happened to yeah. Or you drop it and it breaks. I quite prefer that, though. I'd just be careful. <laughs> you know, I well, want it to be soft like butter. And a lot of the formulations that you see today have started to take some of the learnings over the years and have yeah. created products that are much easier in terms of pickup. So you have much better payoff. OK. OK. Let's talk about mascara. Shall we? Mascara is is my baby. Yeah, you started your your career making mascaras, right? I started my career making mascaras. Also, if you Google her, there's like eight patents for like (laughs) mascara technologies with Belanda Addison's name. Am I right? I love mascara. Why is it so hard? Why is it so hard to make a great mascara? And why does mine still smudge? Please fix. Thank you. (laughs) Well, why is it so hard to make a great mascara? Uh, again, it's just understanding the right balances in the formulation. Also understanding your lash type, because your lash type is hair. Your hair, your lashes are hair. So think of the hair on your head. We all don't have the same lash type. If you look at Asian lashes versus Caucasian lashes, lashes, Asian lashes point down. They're typically sparse and short. short. Um, so they kind of spread apart and they're really short. So their need for mascara types are very different than, say, a Western person who has, say, these long lashes. And they may not be super full, but they have a curl to it. Mm-hmm. So you may not need a super curly mascara, which you would find in Asia, but you would need maybe a more volumizing. So it's understanding mm-hmm. the type of mascara you need for your lash type. 
Mm-hmm. Do you think most mascaras crumble? Like it's not like no. people. Oh, okay, we're, we're done. <laughs> you answer no. my question. I just figured, you know what? Like people think I didn't like this one. It smudged, it crumbled. I'm like, well, you wore it for like 16 hours, and you're like tearing, and you're, you know, yeah. but not it's all just of like them wear do. and tear. Not all. What of them mascaras do. do you like? You have so many to choose from. It. I do. So what I'm wearing today, I'm wearing Last Sensational. So I prefer um, a comb application versus a bristle oh. application. I find that with my lash type, this is again understanding what your lash type is, I get a better deposit of mascara. I can spread them out, so I have a nice fan effect, and it gives me volume. I am the typical fake lash girl, so I like a very dramatic look mm-hmm. on my eye. Mm-hmm. So I'm always looking for what I can build, 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 and that it gives me a well, very dramatic to effect. Know that, that gives you the big thing. Yeah, what? and this is how you have to play. So for years, there was just the one option of a bristle brush. Today, we have combs. And again, with the combs, you're able to deposit more in the reservoirs of the brush. Mm-hmm. And then you put more, you get more on your lash. Mm. Do you design, do you work with people to design the comb to fit the formula? Yes. So in mascara, we like to say it's like a 50-50 relationship. It's like the mas- the mascara itself, the formula is 50%, and then the brush is 50% or that the applicator. That's an importance. That's yeah. a lot. It is. You can have a phenomenal formula and a horrible brush and then vice versa. So you have to have the right mix, the right combination to give you the optimal effect. Um, okay. So l- can we talk about regular color cosmetics, not skin tone matching color cosmetics? Um, what's the hardest color for you to make in a lab? Like red, blue, green, purple, whatever. Like, are any of them very difficult? Let me think. You know, my expertise is really uh, mascara and face. Okay. Uh, so in terms of lip, I couldn't give you a fair. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to give you a fair well, evaluation. Well, even in foundation, but... is there, are certain colors more difficult? Like if someone has like a yellow base, yellows are really hard because whatever reason. I mean, there's no answer. No, there's no, no answer, I right? think for face is a little bit, um, there are challenges. Definitively, there are challenges, but understanding the colors of the skin makes it a lot easier. In the past, we didn't have that option. We didn't have the that knowledge. So we were, I don't want to say winging it, but it was a little bit more difficult for us to understand what shades to create. But now that we have the consumer piece, we understand the consumer, it makes it a lot easier for us to create. But there's still challenges. I heard you discovered something called ultramarine blue to like help make dark skin tone foundations look more natural. Yeah, I can't take credit for creating it. (laughs) Right. Uh, It was a pigment that had been around for years. And um, if you know uh, a bit about hair, um, the way to achieve, say, the deepest black is by adding blue. So if you take the same concept into, say, skin, how do you achieve more natural, vibrant skin tone, skin reflective shades without making it black and dirty? And that's by adding blue. So ultramarine blue allowed us to go deeper in tone, but keep a very natural appearance so it on the like skin. Doesn't have an ashy blackness. Doesn't to have it. an ashy. It has black. like a rich, inky kind of. It has a. It's. It, it, I don't want to say it looks feels like butter, <laughs> but it just it kind of just it's a a richness and a depth that kind of melts into the skin. It almost looks like it's not there. Um, the pigment itself is not very opaque or pacifying, so it's it's pretty sheer, but it gives you the color. So it doesn't mask the skin. It just gives you a vibrancy to the skin. And is that in every uh, shade of, like, say, a L'Oreal True Match Foundation or just certain shades? Certain shades. And this comes from the knowledge of understanding skin. I'll even go as far as saying... Um, 
it doesn't mean specifically only deeper tones have ultramarine blue. Um, if you look at um, different skin tones, you can have, say, a blue undertone and super fair mm-hmm. skin. Um, we're also understanding more so how to create better olive skin tones. So it's um, it's really just understanding how to use the different colorants based on the different groups that we're creating shades for. This is so much more complicated than I ever thought. <laughs> what do you want to make for yourself? Like if you had a dream product, have you ever made a product for just for yourself? Like, you know, I really want a purple eyeshadow or I want a mascara with this kind of brush, but it's never going to sell, but I want it. And are you allowed to tell us about it? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> didn't, didn't think so. <laughs> if we went in your makeup kit at home, would there be things that you just like whipped up myself a little sheer foundation? So I, I will tell you in my previous uh, years of L'Oreal, when I got to really play on the bench, um, I would create products. I would create products because I'm like, I think I need this. So I would create a formula. I'd add different things to it, take it home, love it, go back and make it again <laughs> and and just keep using it. So, um, yes, I have. I've created things specifically for me. I want Belanda's special product that never made it to the market. <laughs> What type of product it was? It was for my lashes. To be honest with you, we did end up launching uh, something very similar to it in Asia. Cool. And it was a big success. So I'll, I'll tell you what it is because it launched. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it was actually one of my first patents on um, identifying the use of fibers to extend the lashes and to give you volume. And I, as I was telling you before, I like the big volume Wait, fake lashes. You invented effect. fiber mascara? Uh, one of the original formulas that we had for L'Oreal, the first one of the first formulas was uh, from our lab, and yes, that was one of the patents that I worked on. That's so cool. So it was it was super fun because okay, I got to play with like the different fibers, and I was I was identifying which fibers work. <laughs> they were like different colors and different <laughs> you know lengths and different sizes. So I got to play with like really dramatically long lashes or fibers uh, to give me dramatic lashes, and then really short ones. So. The days I got to play with, like, the really long ones, those are the ones that stayed in my oh, pocket. Oh, you, you got the extra long special? <laughs> yes. Super-sized lashes? Yeah. So, okay, we know that you're a mascara queen, but what else is kicking around in your, yeah, you know, little bag favorites? at home? Your caboodle? Um, <laughs> Do you have a caboodle? I don't have a caboodle, but okay. I have a little makeup bag. <laughs> <laughs> um, face powder. Face powder is, like, my next uh, big project what are some to your favorites? focus on. To be honest with you, I don't have one. You want to make the perfect I'm, one. I am. My ambition is to make the best face powder. Okay. And what's yeah, what's wrong with the current face powders? So specifically for my skin tone, the challenge is having something that doesn't give you an ashy effect. And mm. inherently, powders are ashy. It's yeah. a powder. It's a filler. So they impart some type of opaqueness and whiteness to the skin. So I'm looking to have the most transparent powder that mattifies my skin. I call myself a grease monkey. <laughs> so in the lab, if they want to try something on that's really mattifying, they're like, okay, let's bring it to Belanda. <laughs> Actually, I just got a text that uh, saying, okay, did you evaluate that product because I need your feedback so I can make sure I can submit it or not? Because if it works on you, it'll work, it, on, it'll work on anyone. That's funny. I'm really a grease monkey. So, um, yeah, we get to evaluate and to play. But really, the goal is to have something that's matte, um, that doesn't impart any color and um, looks natural. Yeah, because I always look at translucent powder, and I'm like, but it looks white. How yeah. does that work mm-hmm. on Translucent everyone? is not translucent for right? me. It's not, Translucent right? is ghost for me. You can ghost? see, if you someone put translucent powder on you, we'd see it. Most of them, yes. Lies. 
<laughs> you can make the them, next yes. best powder. I'm sure of it. And <laughs> That's is the there goal. anything else that you're obsessed with? You're into mascara. We want that great powder. <laughs> What's on your lips <laughs> yeah, right beautiful now? Beautiful lip color. Today I am wearing Maybelline Matte Vivid. Ooh. And I don't typically it's not wear too color. Mad. I was just gonna say, did you top it with something? No, that's probably my natural. That's oil just your spray. natural <laughs> shine. Look, you see, this is when it benefits you. <laughs> but it actually it stays on. Like this has been on for a few hours now, and I haven't touched it up. So Wait, is this, this is like a wand, very vivid. Like that that wand. Like, it's a it's wand. A, it's like an opaque. It's tube. transparent, and the top is black. Okay, it says okay. Maybelline Matte Vivid Ink, I believe. Okay, yeah. So it's it's one of my new toys Pretty. for the summer. But I really don't ever do color. Like really I'm the pretty. most blah person when it comes to a lip Skin color. Skin and then a lip color. And let's talk hair before we let you go. Who did these braids? Gorgeous. Oh, so I have uh, my uh, cousin owns a hair salon. Um, and this is called my summer protective hair. So I have my hair corn rolled into these really long strands. Shout her out. Who's your cousin? We want to give her some love. Uh, crazy enough, her name is Belanda too. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. So I told uh, her mother was not creative. Uh, I was born first and then gay. <laughs> she. <laughs> is that your mom's sister? My mom's sister oh had my a God. daughter. Can you imagine? And oh she God, named really her funny. Belanda. So growing up, I was like, why do you have my is it a family Belanda? name? Like, no. No, it came from a Spanish soap opera, apparently, from my mother. Oh, that's told funny. <laughs> so, Belanda so, the hairstylist and yes. ba- Belanda the color chemist. Yes, and her salon is called Hair For You in Irvington, New Jersey. Yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> All right, Thank Jersey, you. you hear that? <laughs> Keeping it in the family. Well, yes. you look great. We can't Thank see what you. else you're going to roll out. And I'm excited about these fun. powders to come, and I'm going to go keep trying some more mascaras, I think. Yeah, you should. Okay. Thanks, Belanda. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you for having me. So it's time to raise a wand, but it's recently come to my attention and our attention that some people don't get the reference of raise a wand. Oh, that was funny. Yeah. So it's a mascara wand. I don't know if that's coming across, but when we first started the Mm -hmm. podcast, we were like, we wanted to shout out products that we love and we're just trying to come up with something cutesy. So picture us taking a big old mascara wand, raising up in the air and be like... Woohoo! Cheers to this product. But somebody thought it was like a Harry Potter wand. Got a lot of Harry Potter references over the year. I don't mind it, but it's just that it's incorrect. Or like Tinkerbell or magic I've heard from other people. It's a mascara wand, y'all. Okay, so the laryngitis is still sticking around in the daytime. I have the cough, but I have lost the cough at night, which was the most annoying point. Oh, yeah. And do you want to know why? Why? The Dyson humidifier. Oh, Dyson. I... I've read so many studies over the years about how having a humidifier, A, makes you look younger, makes your skin look more moisturizer, moisturized, blah, blah, blah. I also think if you live in the city and you you don't have central air conditioning, central heat, it's so drying your heater, your like window air conditioner. Oh, God, in the winter. Oh, my God. Yeah. But even in the summer, I've noticed, too, picture an air conditioner pulls out that water to, you know, to cool it. Um, So the Dyson humidifier, here's why I like it. Silent. Just like barely a white noise that you can hear. Mm. Um, and the mist is so fine that it doesn't get your sh- your floor wet. I don't know if you've had other. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I've had other humidifiers where like there's like a puddle in front of them yeah. at the end of the night. It can destroy hardwood floors. And it's got a little remote control, which I kind of love. Oh, so I can cool. be like in bed, not coughing and hit it on. But I actually been using it pretty much every night, even in the middle of summer. And I really think it's the one thing that's like keeping my cough from, you know, being worse at night. Also, does my skin look more moisturized? It looks nice. Your skin looks good. It's a good tip. Honestly, get a you humidifier if your skin's dry. I wanted to do with my humidifier and I never got around to last winter. Hmm. 
Um, throwing a couple drops of like eucalyptus oil in there. Oh, but you can't do that with the Dyson because oh, you know you can't. what? Why? Before water goes on, this is the other good thing. It has some treatment with like um, Sonic or UV. I don't remember what it is that makes the, there are no bacteria because you know how they can get moldy. Yeah. So it treats oh, yeah. the water Ugh. so that it won't grow molds and yeah. stuff like that and then it sprays it all at you so it's okay. not like allergens so I would if with this one I would be scared to put it also Dyson's in so expensive that like, I don't, probably wouldn't don't, don't mess, mess with that it. Yeah. don't mess with that yeah, they're not gonna take every it back. freaking penny yeah. okay so mine is for an Instagram account um, so it's free and it will make you laugh so hard. At least it makes me laugh so hard. It's called Says My Derm. You follow this, right? Of course I do. Oh, my God. If fans of this show will, I know, appreciate it. Like, I'm not going to bore you and make something funny unfunny by trying to describe a meme. Just go on it. Basically, it's run by a board-certified dermatologist. and memologist. Oh, oh I, I was like, what's a memologist? Oh, wait, they make memes. <laughs> memologist. I was like, shit, I don't That's know what, what that is. I actually have some insider knowledge. Continue, and okay, then I'll share. Okay. And... It's basically satirizing what it's like to be a derm and satirizing like the kind of patients they see. Like there's like Susans and Karens and like basically like really annoying patients that you know that they fucking hate when they come in. <laughs> and they're like, I'm just going to use coconut oil. Yeah. My I, friend said to use coconut oil. Or like, would you mind just really quick? Can you take a look at this and like at like a cocktail party? And like, it's and like four hours later with like a full body. It's like a genital wart. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's just so funny and I don't know it just makes me like it's it a makes good me follow yeah. I raise one to it too uh, I got insider knowledge someone who's in the Durham community because they were all trying to figure out who it yeah, is the way yeah. we want to know who Estee Laundry is right they are pretty sure it's more than one doctor they think it might be a group of young female dermatologists that are still in their residency Oh, interesting. Because also, who has time one person to be posting? Because they post fairly regularly. Could be a group of yeah. people. Um, but I just feel like they must be a women. A collective. A, a collective of cool doctor women that are just... God, it's so funny. Yeah, it's funny. So follow that. Oh, my and, God. Um, I'm like looking at... I was just trying to describe to you, and I can't help but like want to poke around. Like, oh, I didn't see that one. <laughs> yeah, they're good memeologists. Who knew that was a thing? Tag, oh. us if, tag us in one if you think it's really funny. Thanks for listening. Fat Mascara is produced by our friends at Atwell Media. You can check out our website, fatmascara.com, for episode recaps, product recommendations, and discount codes. And if you want to reach us directly, email us at info at fatmascara.com, or you can follow us on social at fatmascara, shoot us a DM, and we'd love if you went over to iTunes and threw us a rating. How many stars? Five. Five, please. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Oh, yeah. 